The Beatles' second album opens with Roll Over Beethoven, an eight-year-old Chuck Berry song. The Beatles' version is nothing much to brag about. This may be the weakest of the old rock and roll songs they ever recorded. The band gets the tempo about right, not careening out of control as most Berry acolytes do. The problems are all up top, and up top is pretty much all George Harrison. Harrison's guitar playing is the main problem. He gets the opening Berry lick right. For the Beatles' shows in Liverpool and Hamburg, he had to play several of Chuck's songs on a nightly basis. But Harrison doesn't sound inspired, the way Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones sounded on such songs. Richards eventually evolved an entire style by elaborating on Barry's small set of riffs. George sounds reserved singing the first two verses, like he's imitating John Lennon emulating Chuck Berry. Like a lot of Barry songs, Roll Over Beethoven is relatively wordy. A lot of syllables are crammed into some of the measures, and the way George sings makes it feel like he's learned them by rote, but doesn't have enough air left to supply much emotion. Without a strong lead vocal, even Paul's lonely background, whoo, sounds weak, especially compared to his perfect, exuberant, whoo, in I Saw Her Standing There. The one striking thing about the way George sings Roll Over Beethoven is that he sounds so English, but it's pretty obvious that wasn't the intent. The track picks up some excitement during the bridge when Ringo's drumming pushes the pace and John's rhythm guitar steps up the energy level. The solo that follows is competent, though still without inspiration. Harrison's singing on the final verse seems a little forlorn. He's basically hanging on for his life by the time he gets to the last dig to these rhythm and blues, which is supposed to provide the song's payoff, with the last guitar solo, the cherry on top. The solo isn't bad, but it's patched on from another take, and obviously so. Not even George Martin's usually meticulous editing is up to snuff on this track. Stone's bassist Bill Wyman once told me, Keith had to teach George Harrison the guitar solo on Roll Over Beethoven, and then George still had to play it at half speed. I doubt that. Not the lesson, the half speed business. But you wouldn't want to compare it with the Beatles version of Barry's rock and roll music and made at the end of 64 for Beatles for Sale or, in the U.S., Beatles 65. That one sports John Lennon's scorched-earth vocals. If Roll Over Beethoven is so weak, why does it lead off the second album? Here's where you can begin to see the way wires cross between England and America, in this case, with an assist from Canada. In Canada, the Capitol Records affiliate, blessed with Paul White, an international A&R rep who loved the group, was quicker and more eager to release Beatles records than Capitol was in the United States. Roll Over Beethoven came out as a Canadian single in December 1963 and hit the charts in March 1964, just after the Beatles made their first trip to the States. The record was so popular there, it leaked over the border and placed at number 68 in Billboard's Hot 100. Capitol's Hollywood headquarters wanted to release the track as a single too, but George Martin persuaded them to substitute Can't Buy Me Love, a new track and also the single at that time in the UK. Nevertheless, Billboard made a point of stating that Roll Over Beethoven would be on the Beatles' next album. Whether or not the Beatles knew about the track's chart stature, Roll Over Beethoven is the song that opened their first U.S. concert in Washington, D.C., just after their first American TV appearance on The Ed Sullivan Show.
Several performances of Rollover Beethoven were taped or filmed, including one at the Star Club in Hamburg, just before the band cracked the British charts. The song appears in seven of the Beatles' many BBC broadcast performances, two of them from before the July 1963 studio session that produced the version on the second album. The Live at the BBC CD has the version from late February 1964. They played it at their Hollywood Bowl performance later that year, too. Obviously, the song meant something to them, regardless of whether Canadians and Yanks cherished it. Then again, what those lyrics meant to the North American audience might have been pretty close to what they meant to the Beatles.